Welcome into the Hall of Chronicles. Andy. Josh. What's happening? It's good to see you. Good to see you. But you can't see us this week. No. <laughs> We're going full audio this week. Why not? Who cares, really? It's, it's you know, <laughs> after a weekend of May the 4th, right into... Revenge of the 5th. <laughs> Revenge of a 5th. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe you don't need to see us on a Monday. Nah. Nah. Well, these dark circles... Hair of the dog. For radio. Hair of the Wookiee. Oh, mm. too soon. Oh, too I'm soon. I'm sorry. Jeez. Hey, let's get right into the news. <laughs> Go ahead. Star Wars news. <laughs> well, obviously, the big news from last week was the passing of Peter Mayhew, our beloved, our favorite Wookiee. Um, George Lucas calls him the character, the moral compass of Star Wars. Fantastic. And, uh, that's, you know, I, I read that. Of course, I read a lot of the commentary and the the tweets and, you know, all of the people that were paying respects to Peter Mayhew and the family and and what he his character and what he meant to uh, the fandom. And um, but when I read that from George Lucas, you know, that Chewbacca being the moral compass of Star Wars, it, it's that's true. It is. It's true. If you want to know what to do. See what Chewie's doing. I don't think he makes a bad decision. He doesn't, and and friendship, like just looking at it from from loyalty and friendship. And of course, there's all kinds of lore to back up why him and Han were were good friends. But that didn't matter, and you didn't need to know that when you first saw him. And one of the most endearing things I found about Chewie was that you loved him, and you knew he exuded love without understanding a word he said. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? The only person that understood him was Han. and Who just kind of translated pre, you know, in context for you. Yeah. And, and, and it was... All right, all right. I was always amazed. Or even as a kid, I was always amazed. And even and still more amazed at... You know, sometimes we talk about character development in Star Wars and, 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 the, lack, and the lack thereof and all that. But Chewie, his... Uh, his presence, obviously, well, tall in stature. His mm-hmm. presence always brought, like a like. Oh, I I can't believe they they thought to do that with him. You know, I can't believe that Chewie was was that, you know, part. He provided that uh, scene or relevance to the scene because you're you know you're definitely dealing with somebody that could just be considered kind of a a prop initially when you first watch. But I mean, I was just like, I'm I've always been. A big Chewy fan, like anyone is, anyone with a, a Star Wars heart. Yeah, I, I, re- <laughs> I remember doing a poll a while ago. What would be the toughest pill to swallow as far as like in Episode Nine, who we might lose? Yeah, and Chewy was the winner, right? Like, yeah, he, he would be the toughest pill to swallow if he didn't make it through the movie. Like, more so than Leia, more so than R two, more so than the Falcon, you know. But to come up with that dialogue between Chewie and Han in the first movie alone, mm-hmm. where Chewie's throwing a fit because Han didn't fix the hyperdrive again, you know, and that right there was just like, that was real. That's what made Star Wars so cool is like you had this real moment between two people, quote unquote. Yeah. And one of them didn't, was saying, was just going, you know, angry and, and you, you didn't understand what he was saying, and he's but like, you understood. I'm trying, you know. I mean, it was just, it was fantastic, and I, that's that's what I like is like this, 
you know, whenever a director or, you know, uh, whoever's in charge of making the movie decides like, hey, let's follow this a little further than we should because this is a great character where he could have just been a prop character, you know, the pilot or the co-pilot of the Falcon. So, yeah. It, that we, was Peter Mayhew. That, he did that. He, he did provided that. that. Right. The uh, the mannerisms, the, um, you know, the... Even the eyes, even the everything. The, the blue eyes, yeah. yeah. It, that, that was all Peter Mayhew. It wasn't, I mean, you... The only thing you could see of his were his eyes, but everything about Chewie was Peter. So, um, you know, George Lucas had his dog, Indiana, in mind for the character of Chewbacca, a loyal companion, Yep. but personified and more, and more so, more than just a dog, but more human-like, you sure. know. But, you know, we can't understand our dogs, but... We understand we our think, dogs. We, yeah, we understand our dogs. Yeah, you know, we know so, what they're saying. We know what they're they're getting at. And uh, a faithful, loyal companion that will stick through you. Even not that Chewie's a dog. He's no. obviously a, a, a sentient <laughs> Bartholomew. <you know. laughs> but um, yeah, even when the decision you make isn't maybe a, the best one, he's who, got your back. He's got your back. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna run after you when you go chasing a stormtrooper into a room full of stormtroopers. Yeah. And that is exactly who he was. And you always need that guy at the bar or the cantina who you're just like, <laughs> look, I'm going to run my mouth a little here. And you got this. I feel a little better with that guy behind me. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't if he wasn't there. <laughs> and come on, the hands behind the head. I mean, the, all the mannerisms were just. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the, the character that Peter Mayhew created and as an actor, you, you yeah. have to give him you know credit for that um, was. So endearing and 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 everyone's favorite until the end, and so I'm sad to see him go. Yeah, he was 74 when he passed. He was lived in uh, North Texas, and he attended Comic Con celebrations. Yeah. He was he was a fan of the fans. He was a fan of the fans. People loved him. Um, it, that's been pretty clear. Uh, watching Twitter and other media outlets uh, he was he was beloved as peter not just because he was chewbacca but because he seemed like a solid dude yeah and people that came across him you know never had anything bad to say he was he always had time for people and was gracious signing autographs and you know when you meet your heroes sometimes that's not always the case but i'm always right. happily uh, happily surprised when people are as cool as you think they are yeah and so i never had the chance to meet him or anything but he seems like he was as cool as i think he is in my head he was <laughs> he was chewbacca so chewbacca well uh, rest in peace chewy rest in peace and another one lost and and you know there was a good image going around the internet and twitter uh with with leia and chewbacca and r2 which um kenny is, baker yeah which is great uh so Man, that was a good image. That was a good one. Whoever, yeah. whatever the artist or whoever the artist was, uh, was spot on. Gave me a little, little feels. And then, of course, Eunice is taking the torch. Yeah. And I think that he's done a fantastic job, almost seamless. Yeah. You know, in his uh, portrayal, and and I know it's probably a special moment for him to, you know, to respect, you know, uh, the legacy he's taken on. So that's yeah, that's pretty his, cool. His tweet was touching. Harrison yeah. Ford's was, I liked his the best. Mark Hamill's was great, you know. Eunice's was good as well. Be Peter Mayhew in your life, in your dealings with with your fellow man or woman. <laughs> Definitely. 
Um, changing directions here, Josh. Okay. Uh, new book came out. Audio book came out this week. Dooku, Jedi Lost, and you have started. This. I've started. So yeah, we're gonna go a little deeper here. This would be more topic, but we'll we'll keep it in the news segment. But um, you know, I am an. Here's what I, I've got two kind of major points with this book. Okay. No spoilers. I'll do my right. best for no spoilers. All right. I have I have not yet partaken, but I plan to. It so looks I, awesome. So I am an avid audio book reader i don't know if you call them readers or listeners but but i only do unabridged you and, consume <laughs> and the deal with that is i used to read books a ton as well um but i travel a lot for uh my line of work and that gives affords me a, you some opportunity gives me a lot of dash time okay so i usually uh throw in an audiobook and i've got like 400 audible audiobooks in my library <laughs> i wish they'd do the whole sharing thing i need to figure that out but anyway um, the my first initial thought is that uh, Dooku is it's produced, meaning they have voice actors for each character, or the same voice actor but doing a different voice for each character. But but a definitely an ensemble with music and sound effects. And as an avid audiobook listener, it's a little rough on me sometimes because I fall in love with the narrators almost as much as I do with the authors. Okay. So I've followed narrators and found new authors because of them. And I'm sure if you listen to audiobooks, you know exactly what I'm talking about is that the narrator sometimes makes the book, their character depictions, even if they're male or female, they do a, a woman or a man's voice and they change their pitch and, yeah. and you come to understand what it means and they have different accents for different characters, you know, usually across the, I listen to a lot of sci-fi and, and fantasy, but um, so my point being with this this uh, Jedi Lost was it was a little hard for me to swallow at first because it was so produced that uh, I felt a little like it was a radio show more than an audio yeah, book. Yeah, definitely a radio show. So at first I, I kind of had to get into it. I was listening in like 15 minute kind of spurts to just take it in and then, you know, get to where I was going and, and you, pause it for so, a moment. So I just to interject here, I've, I've seen that critique around. Have you? You're not the only person to say that. Now, again, I haven't partaken, so I, I can't speak to it, but I have seen that. It gives it kind of a young adult feel, okay? To And, and, and that's kind of Star Wars. Like, they're going to keep it simple uh, along the themes. Um, for me, it was like Clone Wars Audio Edition. Gotcha. And I think the actress, if, if not, she... Sh you know, she did a great job, but the actress that does Asage is the same one that has to do the voice for Clone Wars. It's so close that I don't know. I'll yeah. have to look it up. I, I haven't. I think I think they do use yeah a because it's, of the same. She sounds voices. just like it's kind of like serpentine. You know the way she talks. You know, and I'm I'm not gonna try and I don't know. That was a little. I don't know. <laughs> but like, anyway, do more. So <laughs> it it has a slow roll, but any good book kind of does anyway because you're trying to understand the, the character development and that so that's my first kind of initial now i will say this as i'm i'm i don't know almost halfway through i'm not as as sensitive to it anymore it's uh now i'm expecting it i know what's going to happen i know that there's going to be weird sound effects that are filling in what normally would be just kind of a narration description and and instead you get the sound of lasers and lightsabers lighting and all that stuff so fine so once you get past that the story is still there and the unique thing about this story is its deep dive into literally 
the development of of Count Dooku, you know, uh, his path through the Jedi Order. He's a he's Yoda's freaking Padawan, man. I yeah, mean, we're talking about he is Yoda's Padawan, and they even allude to to some of his reservations about that. So, I, like I said, I want to keep it away from spoilers and give too much description. But the second topic I wanted to to hit on here was, you know, that common theme that you and I have talked about. Go ahead. They're different than Clone Wars voices. They are? Okay. Yeah. Well, she does a great job because she sounds exactly like, like Asajj does on Clone Wars. So, okay. Not exactly, but close enough that that's what I thought. But anyway, so good. So they take a little bit of... And and Dooku just has like an, a British accent, <laughs> so he doesn't. He's not as deep as uh, oh god, Christopher Lee. Thank you. How can I forget? Not as deep as his voice, you know. Of course, um, Saruman, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but but you know he's younger, so he hasn't he hasn't fully found the baritone yet. Um, but anyway, the second point being is that they're still writing this this theme of. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. I have to be careful because it's almost like. Yoda is making the same mistakes with Dooku that he made with Anakin as far as he'll be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, ignore his dark feelings. If he pushes through, he'll be okay. And we all know, no spoiler here, we all know what happens to Dooku, right? He turns into a Sith Lord and... He does, but he seems like a begrudgingly Sith because he... He was was grumpy most of the time. He... He knew something had to change within the Jedi Order, and maybe the only way that that could happen is through the enemy, through the Sith. That's my interpretation. That was of your him. interpretation, not knowing anything. Yes, right? that's as my as interpretation of him. You know, just watching Clone Wars, and and yes, I'm just saying the same theme that comes along is kind of a little bit of disgruntledness with the Jedi Council's decision, which yeah. it seems like any uh, the the a lot of the. Um, profiles we get for turned Sith Jedi is a, you know, kind of a, a angry. Dis- yeah, not angry, but just like, like, hey, why aren't we doing this? You know, that was Anakin. Why aren't we? Why aren't we? Well, why can't I? Why do can't this? I do this? This is, you know, and one of the lines Dooku says in this book is like, we're the peacekeepers. We need to do this. And and meanwhile, the Jedi are like, well, hold back, just chill. We're not going to get involved, kind of and thing. So you got, yeah, and it almost it almost kind of makes the Jedi Order seem, which is good, it's accurate, seem like, hey, you know, let let the Force or the universe take its course, and and then we'll adapt to what happens there instead of Anakin or Dooku saying, "I want to affect the outcome by doing this," and any person who. You know, who has a little bit of like, why wouldn't we stop this atrocity? Right. You know, uh, we'll we'll kind of look at that and say, I don't know. I kind of side with Dooku on this one, you know. Right. And that's that's kind of the at least uh, since the original trilogy, that's the kind of development that we have gotten as Star Wars. It's almost a fallibility of the Jedi. Yeah. You see more of the the arrogance of the Jedi. They to go from to go from. saying we're hands off you know we're gonna we're gonna let it play out as it play out and 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 then you know retrospectively step in and if something needs to be fixed to becoming overly involved in everything so that they are the generals and they're the they're the peacekeepers and the generals 
as well as whatever they do for the Jedi Council, you know, helping make decisions uh, for. The, well, that being said, it seems like they they. I don't know. Swing. If we, I don't know if we know, and or the Jedi know what their role is, because it seems like they're always trying to play both sides a little bit not the light and the dark but as far as like what do we do in this really super bad situation do we dive in and attack and right. fix or do we stand back and let it pan out but control if it gets to it's so, very it's well, very uh, i don't know nato-ish it's, it's very like, star trek is what yeah, it is yeah because God, don't say that <laughs> well if you recall, what I don't know, I can't remember which one it was because I don't care that much. But they were supposed to not be seen by this tribal right group on on the island. This is like, like the, the Amazon, the opening scene right. of of one of the. Uh, I think it was for uh, the one with. <sighs> you can't pull Star Trek references and expect to remember. <laughs> Come on. Uh, Who's the guy that plays Doctor Str- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh, okay. that one, the one that he's in. I think it's the opening scene for that. But anyway, like we're we're to be not seen, you know. Try and keep the volcano from erupting, erupting. But if it does, we we can't be seen because that will impact the. Yeah, you become a god. Yeah, and we don't. That's not why we're there. I don't know if that's the Jedi thing. It, it, it the way it it's seemed, being pro- it seemed to parallel the way it's being portrayed seems very reactionary right and and it could still be we've already talked about you know back in your castle you're 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 away from all the goings on of the universe of the galaxy i'm just saying my my final thought and then we can move on is that yoda seems like he's screwed up a bunch <laughs> and i hate that i hate because yoda to me is a wise master even yeah. through the prequels but even in the prequels, he was wrong. Well, again, Josh, you are not alone in thinking that. I've seen that too. It's like I love Yoda. I saw. I but Yoda can't. Can I Yoda can't. be more wrong? He's like, slowly, we should take this. Yeah. Well, do not act yet. I mean, it's just like, oh gosh, come on, Yoda. You know, you literally have um, uh, uh one of the, gosh. Anyway, I should have written it down, but um, you have a a. Someone telling him, I have a premonition that this is going to happen. And you're just like, chill, we should. You know, and it's like, boom. And then it happens. He's like, oops. <laughs> I don't know what we do here. Well, yeah, there's like the. the I, I, I remember reading a tweet that's like, Yoda is my favorite Jedi. And in this book, he comes off as a dick. Not a dick, just a <laughs> little too passive. Yeah. Just like, so that's where I get, I'll draw back to the Jedi don't know their identity. And the which Jedi is, didn't which know Which is their, weird to say. It's weird to say because the Jedi don't know their identity, at least uh, from their role. Uh, from Yoda, the Grandmaster's perspective. Like, what what are they to do if to act, like to act, to really act, even violently, makes you a Sith? It's like, well, hold on a second. Like, unless the Sith attack, you can't act. So. Yeah, don't fire until fire up, fired upon. It's it could be yeah that's a good statement because it could be very parallel to what it might be to to be like I don't want to get into politics but you know like a superpower like yeah. like hey look our job is to be the keep peacekeepers and in doing so we're a, we're walked on <laughs> by the people that don't care mm-hmm. you know so I, I I don't know so well, that's where I'm at right now however the story the deep dive into Dooku's 
passed. Obviously, we know where Duke is going. But it's how, interesting, but we don't know how he's he a got masterful there. sword master. I and, mean, like, and and we saw that when he took on Anakin and and uh, Obi Wan, no problem, one handed. He's got his hand behind his back. He's a fencer. He's he's whipping ass, right? So, just like Christopher Lee has played in previous roles too, which yeah. I thought was cool. He did some of the uh, sword, or the lightsaber work in those movies, which was kind of cool. Was awesome. Not not all of it, but because he was an older man, but enough of it that like. Him holding a saber did not look out of place. Not at all. It looked noble. So, you know? Count so, so the thing for me that really makes me want to read this is, is what happened to Dooku, how much of an influence that was on Qui-Gon. Because, and they haven't gotten there at all. Well, and they probably, I don't think they will yeah. at, too much. Because, of course, Asajj is his Sith apprentice. Because my, my plan is to go through uh, Lost Jedi Lost... Um, and then Master and Apprentice, which is the right Qui Gon and uh, and that one I'm really excited about. Yeah, but. so I I plan on doing those in that order just because that's chronological and that makes so the most so sense. far I'm gonna give Dooku, Lost Jedi or Jedi Lost, um, uh, kind of like a a B, kind of C plus B right now, because the story because it was kind of like a C minus because the production just annoyed me, but that's just me because I. I mean, I love the narrator. You like, like the straightforwardness. I like the straightforward. I like the, how they twist the... And then having all these different uh, actors and actresses mm-hmm. was uh, was was interesting. Well, but it, now I'm into it. I get it. I understand it. I'm listening. And telling it, telling some of the story through the eyes of Asajj, she was kind of a, a popular uh, villain in the in the. Now, cartoons. I will say this. Asajj has another influence going on yeah which i don't know too much about and 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 they're giving me more and more clues and it's is it the witches no okay no okay i don't know how much oh. of it is yeah all right i won't say anything. yeah so i and i don't know if it's a spoiler or not because i am not all the way through clone wars and i don't know if that makes me like out of the club as far as being a star wars fan <laughs> well you're tiptoeing the edge there buddy i don't care next idea here um we had a post that got almost 2,000 likes. That was kind of cool. Hell yeah, we did. And, that was great. And Hamill liked us again. Our old buddy Luke. Marky Mark, as I like <laughs> to call him. <laughs> his, himself. His friends call him Mark. Yeah, himself. We- <laughs> uh, that's number two? Number three? Number four? Well, that's the... Look, that's I got to say thir- this. It's the third time Here's he's the deal. liked We just talked our- about Mayhew. <laughs> we just talked about Mayhew and his him being a fan's fan. Yeah. So is Hamill. Oh, yeah. How cool. Like, look, how annoyed could a man at his age and with his, you know, pedigree and all the stuff he's done since, really quality work, Mm -hmm. be with the Star Wars fandom? He could be ultimately annoyed. And he's shown a little bit of that annoyance through, like, you know, some of his own thing. Because that's the kind of guy he is. You know that Mark Hamill is going to speak his mind. However... How cool is it that at a base level, like a super base level, way down to the little guy, fan-wise, us, a.k.a. us, <laughs> he hits the heart button. And yeah. that heart button ignites the, world. ignites the hearts of those who care. And I love that. I love that he pays. And you know what? I don't think it's a bot. I don't think Mark Hamill has like an assistant that's like, make sure you only like stuff that's this, this, and this. I think it's Mark Hamill. laying. In his, I imagine him laying in his, I don't know, it's his vast cool like a house on the top of beverly hills you know it's it's probably not but it's awesome <laughs> got this view he's in a robe 
Not a Jedi robe. No, just, just like a, bath a silk robe. bathrobe. Yeah. And he's laying back in his bed with his legs crossed, his ankles crossed, and he's just like with his house <laughs> slippers. <laughs> and he hits heart and the world explodes for one big fan. Yeah, no, we had like eighty nine thousand views. It was just so, Go so ahead. I have gotten something liked by Mr. Hamill. You have. Sam has. Sam? Yeah, my Your brother, brother Sam. has. And now you have. All under the Holo Chronicles moniker. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Um That's cool. You know what? That's I, what I like. And I think you know, I think it's safe to say we're best friends now. We're yeah. I think we're gonna try and get them on the pod. Yeah. Hams. I call them hams. 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 Good old hams. Good old hams. <laughs> no, uh, but thank you, uh, Mr. Hamill. <laughs> I, call you Mis- I call you Mr. Hamill when you're, when you're in front of me. But thanks. Thanks. That was fun. Um, real quick poll question came up with Endgame coming out this week. Who's the most powerful villain? Oh, wow. Thanos, Vader, the Night King from Game of Thrones, um, or Sauron. Those are the four choices. A few people th- wanted to throw in Magneto. Okay, spoiler alert. As far as Night King goes, so if you're not watching Game of Thrones, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, well, because I'm going to say something, <laughs> so I just wanted to spoil it. Well, so, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, I guess. How would you rank them, just off the top of your head, one, two, three, four? Or are you looking at the poll results? I'm not looking at the polls. I know what the poll result results are, and there, I feel like there is some recency bias. However, depending on how deep you go into these characters, like into the comics or into like with Sauron, if you go into like the Silmarillion, like you get a little bit more of an idea of who that is and as opposed to just going by um, the Lord of the Rings, right? So, or even the Hobbit. Which essentially he was just a tower with an eyeball. Yeah, and you know there's a there's a long history of who he is, but we have to look like what is it? So here's some things you can take into consideration: his field of influence. Okay, so taking so so okay, let's start. If you go, let's start how with Sauron, powerful then. was was the villain in their field of influence? So Sauron that might level was, the playing field was Im, um, technically immortal. Okay, um, the spirit of Sauron, even when the body died, he the spirit lived on. And was still causing trouble for thousands of years. Okay. Okay. But definitely a spider in the web while he did that. Yes. He was an influencer. He wasn't all powerful. He controlled his little tower and corner of Mordor. And his fingers had long reaches. Long reach, but he was a long play. He was a long play. He was definitely a long play trying to take it all over. And ultimately was destroyed by by a hobbit. I mean, Gollum was a long play, too. Gollum was like, here's my ring. Bring it back. Yes. Um, Magneto. I, I, I put Magneto as maybe the weakest of this group. Well, he wasn't even in the poll. He wasn't, but a lot of people were like, hey, Magneto, don't forget about him. It and looks like he's going to get his ass kicked by, Fe- by the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> In the- <laughs> Dark Phoenix. Yeah, they just showed a clip of him. Yeah, where he just, just gets all his metal ripped off of him. <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah, you're done, dude. Yeah, I. so I feel like that was a little too easy. I know he's a smart guy, and, and Eric is a powerful villain, to be yeah. sure. But I, I think he's the... But in his... So let's bring it back to context. In his field of influence, meaning he's only fighting for uh, what Earth or even the United States. I mean, that's where you're at. 
uh, 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 Sauron is fighting for mid, you know, the all the land, Middle Earth. Middle I read Earth. too much stuff. Yeah, it's like Middle Earth's the right term for Hobbit land. Yeah, Middle Earth, and then Night King. He's been around since the dawn of man. He's fighting for the seven kingdoms. Like, like, the like early, that's his field of influence. Early man. The problem with that forever. is that you put the pull up before the spoiler alert. He got friggin' Aryad in the gut. Yes, but still, but still, uh, I. So here's how I say: if these four or five got in a fight, who comes out on top? Thanos, which I hate to say. Go. That's just my initial reaction, and that is, like you said, time relevant. Here's the only thing I ha- would push back against that. Um, does he have the gauntlet? If he doesn't have the gauntlet, then Sauron. I mean, I love Vader. I get where you're going, but Vader is a warrior. He's a warrior on the ground. So Vader would, I would compare Vader to Thor. I just would. And you're going to, I like, come on, argue with me because you're giving me daggers right now. I'm not giving you daggers. I'm just saying. He's a warrior on the ground. He's, so if you he's, take if you take weapons away, I I kind of feel like the Night King, like you, oh the Night King becomes Thanos level. I'm what I'm saying is is that he's got a serious weakness though. All you need is a little bit of obsidian, and that dude's a goner. But see, I'm not talking even a lightsaber. Oh, right, oh right. so you make your uh, crystal out of obsidian. He's a goner. <laughs> Everyone dies. <laughs> you get the the dark saber there. Um. All right, maybe this. So I want to say the Night King, but he used his his biggest strength was that he could raise the dead. Sure, his biggest strength. That was his strength. That was his. That's his deal. Like that was his fallacy. Well, his his. Uh, that was his ultimate demise. That's that his, he didn't stand back and let the dead take care of it. Right, because he could he just keep sending wave right, after wave. Right, right, and he didn't have to do a thing except raise his arms like Moses at the Red Sea, and. And he he wouldn't have to do anything. He wouldn't have to touch Bran. He could have his minions do it. Now his his secondary weapon, he throws a spear pretty well. Very well. He can right. take a dragon out of the sky. Right. From long from distance. Yeah, he's javelin champion. We okay. Get it, all right. <laughs> we get it. But he he misuses his biggest thing he's got going for him. So it makes me think he's not that smart. So maybe That's he's what I'm not saying. strategically. He's not that smart. He's an idiot. So maybe it is Thanos. It's Thanos. He's the most look. See, I, I, I understand. I understand why now, people the one, say Thanos, but I feel like that's just recency bias because he's been in two recent movies that Thanos, were pretty successful. Th- so if we, if I take it out of their sphere of in- influence, he right? is a cool character, and and I and Nike I know or Thanos, and I know nothing Thanos, and I know nothing of Thanos other than movies. I don't do the comic book. I just I partake in the Marvel movies as and a I'm casual fan. You. I'm close by. I'm a casual I'm fan. Right My kids are fans, so I'm a fan. No, there's probably it. people screaming and gnashing their teeth. I get it. But if you're just looking at it as a casual fan of these extra characters, I think the Night King's pretty low. For one thing, I mean, he's still riding a horse. So a enough of that. Horse. All right. Fine. But a dead horse, nonetheless. <laughs> uh so he he's a goner. He's out. He's probably well, bottom of my and, list. And Vader, Vader can't choke him. He can't choke him. Vader would have taken him out like that. No problem. Force stop the spear. Redirect. Crush 
dead in front of him <laughs> and then cut off the Night King's head, that would have worked too. Because a saber, it's not a sword. He, he's fine. So yeah. Vader, I put into <laughs> second place, but be, because they're not gods, they're not supposed to be gods. You have you have the Night King and Vader both leading leading armies on the ground. Mm-hmm. Now you have Sauron, who, who is like who's influencing his his area through. I don't know, eyeball tactics or whatever he's doing, staring at things, whispers, whispers in your dreams uh, and all that. And then Thanos, unfortunately, he's got like five gods on his hand because each one of the Infinity Stones provides ultimate power. So, I, yeah, but did you see now when some comment said, give in, Vader the 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 gauntlet? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, give everybody the gauntlet. But that's just, just Vader just uh, holds the force stone. Yeah. Which apparently you can just throw shit at people. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, the e on this. I I feel like that that is getting silly. But yeah. Hey, it was a topic for a day. Easily bought. <laughs> Easter eggs. All right. Um, did you know that in the special editions? I should really write these Easter eggs down because I feel like I might have used this one before. Um, in the in a new hope, we're only fourteen episodes in. I know here, that's. <laughs> I know I've been a little forgetful lately, as you know. Um, Dash Rendar's Outrider can be seen. In yeah, the you already did that one. Okay, good. Uh, well, that's all I got then. Easter egg. <laughs> Show me yours. <laughs> Collection. <laughs> <laughs> this week's show me your collection hashtag show me your collection was brought to us by a one Claire Stribling. Uh, Claire, C Stribs at C Stribs. C Stribs gave us a collection. Yeah, she's got a collection. And first of all, I really like this for a few reasons. Josh, let me give you a few of my reasons. Go ahead. First of all. It's very specific. She has a very specific collection uh, featuring Salacious B. Crumb. That's that's her jam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I forgot uh, she was a, a crumb addict. <laughs> she's yeah, she's into crumbs. She's crummy. Um, I like it because it's specific. You know, there are. You know, everyone's got a favorite. Everyone's got favorite characters. Everyone's got favorite maybe seen favorite planet favorite favorite ship you know from the star wars universe and and uh you know she's chosen to be very specific with what she gets in you know related to star wars she likes hairy big-eared rodent-like creatures yeah monkey (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good Um, all i got (laughs) yeah monkey rats or what monkey rats but her collection, she's got, she's got some little stuffies. She's got artwork. Wait, when In what? Is that a Clone Wars? When? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk about it. There's others that are in. There's other. We're like, they're just demonizing everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like gremlins, kind of. They, well. Kind of. Kind of. If or, you want I mean, a non-Star without Wars. Without the water issues. <laughs> or eating after midnight. Um. But yeah, I I like her collection because it's specific, which 
you know, sometimes collectors just collect anything with a Star Wars label on it. And that's, I've been guilty of that at times. Um, but no, she's, she's content with, with, uh, you know, as a result, there's some others, Jabba the Hut kind of related things sure. as well, but it's, it's so salacious be crumb. And what, what does I, a B stand for? Like, uh, Coco beware. The, the WWF wrestler in the 80s or World Be Free, the <laughs> Harlem Globetrotter. I think B is just a classic. It's just a rap. It's basically just a rap add-in is what it is. So, Well, it's a letter that is a verb. So SBC, he must be, he's kind of a player on his planet, right? He could be. He's I like mean, the, he's got, he's he, like the Eminem. So he is seated at the right of Jabba the Hutt. I mean, can you imagine that rap battle? <laughs> I think that was your just mom, given, your mom, your mom. That was, you know, you've just given me an idea, Josh. <laughs> we'll get back to you on that. Um, but I also. Welcome uh, to the Hollow Chronicles. <laughs> you can rap find battle. us. Uh, rap battle. <laughs> All right, that was it's, funny. It's also I, I I also appreciate it too because we haven't gotten a lot of entries in from uh, women, and I appreciate that there are some women fans out there that some that, there's like a billion. Well, there's a lot more now that we're on Twitter. That we don't know. Do we know actually physically know any? Star Not Wars? like hardcore collectors because you know fans. We, we yes. pulled our wives into it, and yes. your wife in particular is is an avid supporter, and my wife in particular. Is a mild supporter, <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> lukewarm. <laughs> at Mark, at Mark, Hamill himself. Yeah. Do you know what the temperature of the Tauntaun <laughs> is? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you just I in our in our experience in the uh, this little town we live in in the Pacific Northwest, we know some fans, some female Star Wars fans, and we have gotten to interact with many more Star Wars fans, but we haven't come across many collectors yeah and so because they're smarter than to spend their money <laughs> on toys yeah well that's that's why they live longer than <laughs> us so but um shout out to claire thank Thanks, you claire for Scribs. thank you for posting a few a uh, couple pictures for us we appreciate it we enjoyed that uh that shelf on your counter is devoted to salacious be crumb and some of the artwork is actually really cool i was impressed by that i might have to get your artist's name if you ever happen to listen to this i know you're a fellow potter as she well is. she's a hell of a potter um so anyway shout out to her you can follow her at at c stribs c s t r i b s and uh, she's a fun follow so check her out right on my collector tip is to reiterate be friends with store owners Mm. be friends with store owners i uh, have become good friends with uh, a couple of secondhand store owners and the local lego store guy Mm. and that that has paid off for me recently as well as over the last few years Get to know them. Go spend some time in their shops. Buy local from them instead of ordering from Amazon. I think buy local is is pretty cool. Yeah, you. I think you feel better about it, and and really, you're looking at like a five to ten percent premium. 
which is is nothing. I I mean, you know, if you get up into the thousand dollar range, then yeah, you're looking at a hundred bucks. But well, see, here's here's where it maybe isn't. Once you establish a relationship, store owners will cut you deals. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, once you become their friend, like once you show that you're that a you are a consumer of their products then they are happy to you know cut you a deal from time to time and that deal that you end up saving ends up being greater than the five percent premium that you're paying to buy local i like to how me, about the tactile experience where you go in you interact you talk you enjoy you take it they're uh, they're a find little, out where it's from they're a little reserved about getting giving it to you because they enjoy it too and then you hand them the cat you know all of that i think so i think you're I'm going to extrapolate on your collector tip. And it's like, get to know your local owners because the experience is worth, is, is more valuable. It's than, rich than the savings you may get from, you know, that Amazon new, prime, that New Jersey freaking cutthroat sale. You know, you just get it and it shows up and it's sterile and it's got terrible little popcorn foam around it. And oh, you, well, and you pull it out and you throw it back on your table. And you're like, yeah, I got something. Well, don't get me wrong. Mail day is a fun day. Yeah, it's a great day. It's a fun thing. But, but anyway, yeah. in, interacting um, and that, you know, kind of leads into, you know, we always ask, what have you gotten lately? Josh, what have you gotten lately? Let me start. Okay. Let me start because I have gotten, this is what we teased on the last pod. Did we? We did. We did. And we, we were did. long. We were super long. And uh, the, I got, I've gotten a couple things recently, but one was just because I'm friends with the Lego store owner. Like, I got a blockade runner. You bastard. It's, you, you didn't tell me. You kept it? It's, you kept it for almost two weeks now. It's awesome. Ugh, it is so. You. That's my favorite Star Wars vehicle. Yeah. Close yeah. second is the Imperial Shuttle. But the blockade runner, which I do not own in any place in my home. Of any kind. Of any kind. Well, wait. Nope. Of any kind. Of any kind. Do you have, do you have it for your X-Wing I don't game? have it for X-Wing. No. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is the only blockade runner that I have. But it's 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 the big boy. It's the uh, UCS Ultimate Collector Series mm. blockade runner. It's heavy. It's big. It takes up a shelf. And it is so freaking cool. But the only way reason I got it was because the owner of the store told me that he had it and proceeded to whack off a bunch of the price. <laughs> I don't know if I could let that slide, but we will. <laughs> I don't take off a bunch of the price. I That's did. excellent. Yeah, I, I'm a middle school teacher. I should know better than that. I apologize. Kind of, but it's kind of funny too, because it was unintentional. Oh. <laughs> Our most explicit pod ever. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm a little flush. <laughs> no, so he he how big is that thing? It's three. It's a yard. A good yard. It's a yard long. Yeah. <laughs> it's um and uh, <laughs> and you know Legos. You get a bunch of Legos together. Those are heavy things. Now, fortunately, it was already put together. Fortunately and unfortunately. Yeah, I, I go with unfortunately. Because um, I, you know, it didn't come with the box, which is fine. Also, collector tip part two. If you're get if you're into Legos, take them for the love of God out of the box and put them together. Right? Why nobody wants pieces. Why 
would you not put together freaking cool Legos, right? Putting them together is a big chunk of the experience. What do you think and why? the value difference would be between a put together no box or with box and a non put together in the box? Well, I don't twenty percent. I don't care what the difference well, is. Well, that's what I I'm saying. I want to like, put them together. Here's a here's a hold on. Hold on. There's a secondary market for Lego boxes. Here's by the, the way. dilemma for any good collector is value versus enjoyment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you get wrapped sometimes. That's me. Now I took out, here's the deal. I took out all my elite series from their boxes. The black series and I went, elite series. I bought like 15 of them in Disneyland and had to haul around bags of them and, and load them into into Suitcases, luggage yeah. and, and, and all kinds of things and brought them all back and was going to keep them in their boxes and then went to hell with that and took them all out and put them on display and they're fantastic. We'll put a picture up on Twitter, but now of, did of I this one shelf that he has, but I kept, rad. but I kept the boxes and they're all going to be stored for an indefinite amount of time. Oh man, I can't wait till somebody has to bury my ass. <laughs> 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 what do we do with grandpa's boxes? Uh, oh, and I'll be like, I'll sit out of my coffin. I'll be like, put them back in and sell them. And then I'll fall back in. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, good for you. Uh, so I got a blockade runner and I'm totally stoked about it. And I know when you see it, you'll be pretty pumped as well. But I also got, and I posted a picture of this on Twitter, but I picked up uh, a cloud city. Yeah. Playset, which is cardboard and those cardboard play sets are getting tougher and tougher to find in good shape and complete so i know you pay a little bit more for them because they're rare they they don't hold up well and as a result they're rare but if you can get one they are really cool they are pretty slick yeah so that's what i've gotten lately um that's my look i'll plug i'll plug my drop my drop was a loot crate drop from now, I used to have Loot Crate, and I was getting a few, and then I realized that, you know, here's a sub-collector tip. If you start getting stuff that you don't want to collect, <laughs> turn off its uh, turn off its source, which is what happened with Loot Crate. I initially started because I'm like, yeah, I like some of the things you're talking about. But, however, Loot Crate sent out like a, hey, do you want something Star Wars sp- specific? And I'm like, absolutely. It showed up on May the 4th which is rad radical and i opened it up and it's got the coolest stuff it's like an indoor special forces kit i got like a poncho and a hat and a, a pin and a wallet or satchel man purse type thing it's small or and what else did i get poncho hoodie hoodie and a really really cool hoodie which has like some cool uh, emblem, emblem, and indoor special forces, indoor special forces. So that was really cool. That it, was fun to get. Really that was cool. a cool package. Very cool. Which I will use, you know, ninety nine percent of minus the you know packaging. And it looks like that the box itself turns into something, and we didn't explore that yet. But what's cool is like Andy came over, and I in passing opened that box and took a glance, and then tonight when you came over, we. We opened it together. Mm. It was like a collector moment. It was a special collector moment. <laughs> and I made him take things out and examine them and, and try to decipher what they were for. Because I had a little hint. Now, you didn't make me try anything on. That would have been a little weird. But eh. maybe. The door locks. Maybe. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, thanks. That's a good collector uh, update. Okay. Um, and also sharing your stuff, right? Like, like you buy this crap. Who you, I mean, you can only look at it for so long. You got to share it. You got to have people come over, check it out, right, yeah, Strips? Hey, hey, dude, check this out. Check out my toys. I feel a little weird about telling some people, though, still. I'm a 42-year-old man, and I feel a little weird about telling some people. You know what? Some of my friends don't know I do this. Oh, you're a poser. Not a poser. I, just, I have my office. I just haven't come out of the office yet. Is <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't come out of my man cave my, yet. I call it an office, which is ridiculous at this point, but uh, it is right off the entryway to my home. Yep. And if my door is cracked open, people walk in, they take a gaze to the left, and they wonder what's going on. That's all there is to it. Look, I'm out there. All right. I what's envy next? You. I envy you. All right. Uh, do you want to do trivia? Yeah, or, why not? Let's or do you want to do our, our, uh, our, our, we got a Kylo mini conversation to have. I don't want to talk about Kylo tonight. Okay. I got to be honest with you. We'll do it later then. I liked, I liked how we were almost all old school tonight. We didn't even touch. We didn't even touch it. We didn't okay. touch. Well then, let's let's except for your whacking off part, we didn't touch anything. <laughs> and truthfully, I didn't touch anything either. But <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, this is a special new game. Now, here's what I found. Part of your collectors here. <laughs> I have a Trivial Pursuit game, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. I don't know. It's got to be from the '90s, Classic. something like that. Classic when Trivial Pursuit was a thing. Before. Video games were everywhere, right? And well, easily accessible. It's video games for your parents, all right? They're like, "Oh, you beat," you. and they did. They beat your ass because it was like, "When did Fred Astaire first wear his first tuxedo?" and and they know the answer. Well, here we are. It's Star Wars, and when I initially brought this out to Andy as kind of a test, he nailed like five cards in a row. But I think I've uh, I found some good cards for you. Ready? Okay, and you do, out there, do, do you, you can want, answer in your head. I want to. Do you want me to give a pause before I? I give want a an five answer? second pause so they can answer, and okay. then on Twitter, you tell me how many you answered before Andy did. That's all I want, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Our only listener, Vader. Vader, Rogue Two, Rogue Two. You guys, if you can beat Andy, tell us if you beat Andy. Here we go. Wait, Andy. Do I have to pause before I give my answer? Five so second they, pause. Okay. Well, or three, five seconds seems like forever, three, but here we go. Two and a half. Whatever you feel like. All right, first question. Let's do it. Who did Han tell to take care of Leia seconds before being placed in the carbon freeze chamber? That's got to be a Chewbacca. Ah. Love you, Peter Mayhew. Correct. Duh, that was an easy one. All right, next. What's the Empire's primary starfighter? The Empire's primary starfighter? Mm-hmm. Death Star? Or or we, is that too big? Oh Am I going too God, big? Oh, my God, dude. I thought right. you were pausing for effect. I did not know you were pausing for embarrassment. TIE Fighter. Thank you. Whose death was Luke mourning when he said... I can't believe he's gone. <laughs> After hold knowing on, him on. for... I can't believe he's gone. That's my nasal loop. After knowing him for all of... 20 minutes <laughs> in, a light, in a hyperspace jump. <laughs> that would be Obi-Wan. Thank you. Who Kenobi. claimed Endor was pretty? 
This one's not as easy as it sounds. Who claimed Endor was pretty? Once again, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit from circa 1990-something. Can I give my answer? Sure. I don't know the answer to this one, but I'm going to guess C-3PO. Ah, wrong. R2. Oh, yeah, that chirp. Yeah. Duh. That chirp. Who did C-3PO address when exclaiming, at least you're still in one piece. Look what happened to me. That's my C-3PO. Deal with it. That's a, a little piratey, but um, <laughs> I think that answer is, is also R2-D2. Good job. All right. We're almost through one card. Last question on this card. Okay. How did Leia know Luke didn't die when the second Death Star exploded? Just watched it this weekend. She could feel it. Dude, nailed the answer. Like, that's what it says. Nice work. All right. That's what she, that's exactly. How many more questions should we ask before we call this? Do one more card. All right. One more card. Here we go. That means six more questions in rapid fire. You can take a two second delay if you'd like. All right. This is double jeopardy here. Here we go. Who reassured Luke that there was nothing he could have done to prevent Obi Wan's death? Leia. Nice. Dude, you're uh, seven for seven. No, I oh, missed, no, you're, I missed one. You're six for seven, I missed you one. idiot. Death Star is a starfighter. Jesus. What was described as the farthest ship in the Rebel... Fastest ship in the Rebel Alliance fe- fleet? Jeez. You going to read that clearly, or... <sighs> you know what it is. The answer. Millennium Falcon. Thank you. <laughs> What movie's opening shots include a view from Space of the Moon of Endor? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> really? <laughs> what is the uh, predominant environment of Dagobah? Swamp. All right, two more. These are dumb now. They're getting dumber. What type of droids have extendable optical... Oh, okay, let me start that. What type of droids have extendable optical sensors allowing them to navigate underwater? would be an R2 unit. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and uh, what uh, actor played General Medine? <laughs> Just kick you in the face on the last question. Oh, man. What actor played General Medine? would be General Medine. Uh, whatever. Uh, uh, depends on what... Cricks Medine. D- depends on what island you're from, mate. <laughs> uh, duh. It's Dermot Crowley. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Rest in peace, Dermot Crowley. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's I, it. You, <laughs> you went for it. 10 for 12. Okay. That's 80. You know or what? Or not more than 80%. Yeah. But. That's uh, Holocronicle style. <laughs> Almost right. All right. Well, that was fun, I think, Josh. That I think that was fun. Ah, um, whatever. Let's end this. You guys are great. This was a... Uh, Find us on Twitter at Holocronicles. Find us on YouTube at Holocronicles. Find us on Instagram at Holocronicles. This will be on YouTube, even though it's a non-video. Yeah, yeah uh, we'll but you can audience. you can listen to us on all major podcast platforms. Who do you want to shout out? Do we get any shout outs for just I don't know? I always like to shout out like I like to shout out good pods. I love Blastors, uh, Blasters and Brews. Yep. No, no, blast doors. You know, I'm saying another one. And I, then I blasters agree. and brews. Seven by seven. 
Seven by seven is awesome. That's a must have. If you are a Star Wars fan for some weird reason, you found us first. <laughs> uh, make sure you listen to seven by seven. And uh, man, you guys are great. I don't know. Keep going. Uh, the bad motivators is a good. I like to listen to those guys. Yeah, yeah. And include us. And if you got any tips or tricks, Imperial Senate know. podcast is good. Look, we can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. They're good. Well, how is this? How are we promoting other podcasts on our pod? Is that smart? It's I don't 100% care. percent smart. It's it's good because it's a friendly community. Yeah, There's enough room for community. everybody. Love you guys. Uh, take care. Welcome to the Hall of Chronicles, and goodbye. Wrong one, bro. You too.